I'm starting this new company called Amateur Footy Network, and I'm trying to bring more spotlight to college athletes and college games and other amateur like professional leagues. And uh, right now you're my first guest. So uh, introduce yourself a little bit. Who you are, um, who you are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Riley Wagner. Um, I'm a soccer player at Canisius College. Um, I'm primarily a defender, but actually that's about it. <laughs> There's nothing else really. Um, I also play over the summer for FC Buffalo. Um, we played in the NPSL last year, um, but now we just got promoted to the USL2, um, which I'm super excited about. I also uh, study accounting at Canisius. Um, yeah, that's me. All right. Um, so my first question for you, Riley, is uh, how long have you been playing soccer? Oh, man, I've been playing soccer for as, honestly as long as I can remember. I think since I was like three or four, Playing at, uh, at Sportsplex in North Tonawanda, a little indoor league. Local guys here would know what that is. Playing in the Tim Hortons League. Um, just grew up, started playing travel. Eventually played for GPS, who's not a club anymore. And then uh, got recruited by our old head coach here. He left, and, and now we have a new head coach. Yeah. Yeah, talking about the uh, clubs that you played for, did you mainly only play for GPS or did you also venture off and ever play DA or anything like that? Um, no, I just, I've just st um, stuck with GPS the whole way. Um, since I think when the age groups were still, when they were called like U13 or U14, I believe it was U13 I joined and then, no, maybe I was 15. No, I was 15. Because I remember I started training with the 16s. And then um, and then the whole um, age group switch where they started calling it like O2s, O3s and all that. Um, but yeah, I've stuck with them the whole time. Um, I was offered the chance to play for Empire, but I just kind of like GPS. I like the, I liked my team a lot. Um, we weren't always like the best, but it was a great group of kids, great group of guys and still in contact with a lot of them today. So kind of thankful that I stuck with one club. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on it. You were recruited here by Canisius as I was by Dermot. Um, yeah. What age did you start or did you ever start going to ID camps or anything like that? Um, I believe my sophomore year of high school. I did um, some of the, I did like the local camps, Buff State, um, Damon, uh, Madai, uh, Canisius. I think that was, I think that was it. I think that was all the camps I did. I never did any of those big, those big camps um, before. Uh, I did the UB ones when I was younger, but that was just kind of like a summer camp kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think sophomore, sophomore year of high school was the start. Um, I think that's when kids should normally start their well freshman year of high school. They should start kind of the recruiting process and getting in the idea in sophomore year. They should really start, you know, going to tryouts and stuff like that. Cause you're not necessarily a fully developed player. Um, even in high school, you're not fully developed, but I think sophomore year is a great start. Um, a great age to start reaching out to coaches or just, um, going to camps and stuff like that freshman year they should definitely start looking into college soccer for sure 
Yeah. So how is the, the recruiting process for you as you did decide to go to Canisius? Did you have like a top five or was did you pretty much set in stone for Canisius or did you ever think about anywhere else? Um, I was pretty set on staying local. Um, most of the local Division three schools were um, were interested in me and I was I was interested in them. And then I ended up meeting Dermot and then realized that, you know, I could potentially played division one soccer and <clears throat> Canisius was um, had a great accounting program and I kind of knew I wanted to do accounting so that that helps that helped my decision um, but yeah it might for some kids who might see this it might be different because Dermot was actually my club coach so that kind of helped that he was able to see me I got very lucky um, and he was able to see me play a lot ran ran my sessions ran the club sessions um so that I got kind of lucky in, but I still think Canisius was a great, <clears throat> a great fit for me. Um, there was one, I remember one tournament, there was a, uh, there was a school in Maine. It was like a small private school. I can't remember what conference or even division they were, honestly. Um, but they were, I had a couple phone calls with the coach um, and they were really interested in me, but I never, um, I never really went through with it. I'm kind of glad too, because I really, really enjoyed my experience here at Canisius. Yeah, so would you say you kind of um, wanted to stay local and also you uh, knew that Canisius had a great academic program that you wanted to possibly go to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I wanted to stay local, and that's something um, young players should figure out kind of in that freshman year when they're starting to think about it and starting to look into it is whether they want to stay local or move out of state or just even just move away from home. I know I'm, I'm from Buffalo, so... It's, I say I move away from home, but I live on campus. Um, but if you want to, like, you know, go three, four hours away or even out of state or across the country, you know, kids should really look into that and try and figure out what they um, what they find works best for them. I, what I did during the process was literally write a T-chart and pros, pros on the left, cons on the right, and wrote, up, wrote them out and eventually found out that I'd, like, I'd rather stay home. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think um, kids also just kind of get the idea of playing at a certain level and they don't always consider yeah. what's best for their program and what they want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. There's, a, there's quite a bit of options um, to consider during the recruiting process, what level you want to play at and how far away you want to go, the strength of the academics, your goals for after college, if you want to continue playing soccer, if you just want to you know, get a degree and get right into the workforce. There's, there's quite a bit that um, young players have to consider now. Yeah. So uh, now getting into like uh, a couple of questions on so far your time at Canisius, uh, would you say being a division one athlete is uh, kind of difficult managing your time being an accountant major? Yeah, I would, I would say so. In, in my opinion, of course, it's going to sound biased, but I think that accounting is probably one of the hardest programs here at Canisius. They're primarily known for their business school, mostly their finance and accounting degrees, but um, trying to balance the workload um, and traveling a whole bunch in the fall and then having lifts, trainings, all that stuff on top of maybe external meetings. Like you might have a team film, you might watch film, or you just might have these one-off meetings every once in a while you know it's like it's it's it is a lot especially the fall season when you're 
playing in conference and all that, you're you're on the bus. Um, man, I probably traveled over 48 hours in total in the fall season. And it's it's a grind. It's a grind for sure. Um, but, I mean, you got to do it. You signed up for it. Um, you made a commitment. I think that every kid should fulfill that commitment unless they, you know, unless it's like dire circumstances where they, you know, feel a need to transfer wherever they might not feel respected or they just honestly can't do it. They just have to look at what, again, they just have to think about their goals for after college too. You saved it. <laughs> All right. Um, but what are some techniques that you use to manage your time? Just writing things down? Yeah, yeah, writing things down. I have a post-it note app that I have, like, right on the front screen of my MacBook. Um, it's literally a yellow post-it note um, that's on my desktop. It's just a list of things I have to do. Um, and it's all, like, it's just, um, it's uh, trial and error, I would say. You'll find out what works for you. Um, I found out what works for me, and that's just... I'm kind of a morning person, so I feel like I can get a lot of my stuff done early in the day and then which leaves time for training, lifting, you know, all that. And I can kind of push towards the end of the evening, but some kids might feel like they can't do anything in the morning and then they just, they're kind of like night owls, you know, but I do think writing everything down and using all your resources too, honestly, um, like every school that has athletics um, has resources, six resources like success coaches um all that and even like here they have study hall for freshmen and um and stuff that they kind of force them to know log in to study hall swipe into study hall for a minimum six hours i think it is a week just to help them get in the groove of um studying sitting down getting your work done you know but i think that i think for me writing everything down has worked for me and checking it daily and just don't get behind in school or else you're you're done for <laughs> like That's... oh my god you let you let one essay you let one essay go and then you realize you're doing it the night before and then maybe the week after you have another one or you have a test you have to study for you have to be on top of your stuff if you want to if you want to like really excel in school yeah completely agree um I kind of, I wanted your input on what you think about like college soccer or like amateur soccer. Like you see everywhere on ESPN throughout the year, um, other accounts about football, lacrosse, baseball and other things, but you never really see anything about college soccer or like any amateur sports like college not college, but like amateur soccer teams throughout the year. Do you think um, you guys kind of get like the low end of like getting yeah. seen? Yeah, for sure. But I think that's just the culture in America right now is how it is. Soccer is getting more popular. So people don't necessarily want to see soccer all the time, you know, like they'd rather see football or lacrosse or baseball or basketball it's like it doesn't get as much coverage which is it's fair it's people's taste but i've definitely noticed from high school to now that like the popularity of soccer has just gone up and um and i think that it's also the quality too you know america americans aren't necessarily the best at soccer um it's mostly the european countries so 
So I think as it gets more popular, players will get better. But even as players get more better, they'll also get more popular. Um, I just I it is neglected, but I do think there's definitely an, um, definitely a market out there that's waiting to be tapped into. Yeah, and that's kind of what the uh, the whole idea of that I'm doing here right now is just uh, you know implementing uh, either Division One, Two, or Three, or former Division collegiate athletes that are soccer players and just kind of listening to them and really hearing out their stories and uh, what it takes to play at this level. So that's why I wanted to reach out to you for the first. I know you personally. And um, also another question that I had was uh, how do you deal with us playing together? Um, How do you deal with like, not letting the game affect your life off the field as you have not always had the most success on the field or the results. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, it's tough, but I mean, especially in the college soccer season where games are, you have two games a week, at least for us, we play Wednesday and Saturday in the back and um, you kind of have to have a short memory. (laughs) You can't dwindle on, one bad game and then let it define the rest of your season. You know, you kind of have to have that mental fortitude of just keep going forward, you know, shake it off. And it's easier said than done, but it's a skill learned. Um, And it's, it's not easy. There's so many other factors too, in terms of coaches and other players on your team and just where, and just other, I mean, maybe you've got stuff going on in your life that nobody else knows about. You got to deal with all that, which is, which is not easy, but, um, the great players know how to deal with that. They know how to deal with the pressure and they know how to deal with a bad game. And they usually just shake it off and have to perform in a couple of days. Um, but yeah, with the college soccer season and how it's shaped, it's, it's, you can't dwindle on games for too long. Um, it'd be nice to just, you know, play on a Saturday. Maybe you have a bad result. You have a bad game personally, you know, you get in an argument, you're, whatever it is um you it would be nice to be able to to have a week and just train reset you know but after that saturday you're either back in your dorm room that night rethinking about it or you're on the bus thinking about it the whole way and then you have to be able to just shake it off because on the wednesday you're gonna play you know yeah you're like a goldfish yeah yeah no honestly that's really yeah, um, you just have to move on, which sucks. But I mean, and there's so many chances. I mean, there's so many, there's so many opportunities to, to um, just improve. You know, whether it's on your own in your own individual sessions, or it's, or it's in training, or even games as well. Just rewatching game footage, you've got to, you've got to improve because other kids around you are going to, and then you might get left behind. So, yeah, that's a lot, that's, uh, a lot to deal with. So. Uh improvement what types of things have you done in the past so to get more minutes or uh to get your like foot in the door more or a little bit of an edge what have you noticed that helps you is it lifting is it doing more touches off the field when you already um, have a pretty I intense think, schedule yeah um i think it, it it depends on the player and what their weaknesses and strengths are you know if, at least for me maybe my technique isn't the best but i'm could be one of the stronger kids on the field, but 
Um, so maybe I don't have to spend as much time in the weight room um, and maybe more time on the field just getting in drills with other players or maybe focusing or focusing on um, my strengths, which is another thing I think players should do is they shouldn't try to be a player that they're not. You know, they should they should realize that, like, um, they have a strength. That's why they got recruited. They shouldn't they shouldn't try to really go out of their way and like try to improve. Let's say, for example, you're a right footed player, you're a fullback and your left foot. You can't shoot the ball as a fullback. Realistically, you shoot the ball how many times a game? Not often. So you really shouldn't be you really shouldn't be working on your left footed shot. No. You should be working on your crossing and stuff like that. Your tight space kind of dribbling, tight space passing, that kind of thing. Um, so I think, I mean, an example for me is like, I'm not the fastest player in the world. So as a center back, you have to give, you have to drop off a little before that ball is played behind. You have to get the timing down. So you just, I think you just have to work on your strengths and kind of, and kind of just improve. But with what you were saying, yeah, I, I've done like sessions on my own. Um, and also like on any soccer team, you could text the kid, um, and they would want to train, you know, they would want to go to the field, go to the gym or something like that and just get some extra touches or even lift together. You know, you just, there's always someone willing to do it. Um, you just got to find out who it is. Yeah. Find a buddy. That's great advice. Um, yeah. So got a couple more minutes. Uh, I guess uh, my last question for you would be, uh, if a kid that's in high school that wants to play at the division one level, um, but doesn't think they're a good enough, be strong enough, or overall have enough quality to play at that level. Do you think uh, you could give them some advice on what they should do or be working on? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think first off, you should be realistic. If you're, if you're maybe not that good and that window is kind of short in that period of time of that recruiting, of that recruiting window where you could train every day two hours do as much as you want maybe you won't exactly reach that level maybe you have to settle for a division two or division three or um naia or juco or something like that and then while you're there you know work your way up and try to reach that division one goal but i just but i guess as a general thing i would just you just got to be committed to the grind you just got to train work out run on your own um you have to analyze your game um talk with people, ask older players, ask your coach what you can do better. Um, just try to get a bunch of, try to get advice of how to improve really. Um, but again, it's, it's a grind. You've got to, you've got to put in the work and you have to realize that there's some other kid out there that's wants your spot on that roster too. So you have mm -hmm. to really keep up with it and you have to, at least one that's probably wasn't healthy, but what I always thought in high school, training on my own, playing soccer, whatever, was that there's always going to be someone working harder than you. Like, there's always one kid that's working harder than you. So are you going to let him get that spot, him or her, I guess, but are you going to let him get that spot? So you just have to, you just have to put your head down and get in the trenches. It's a mentality that you have to develop at a young age I'd say. oh yeah for sure for sure I mean you'll know it like for anyone that's played college soccer um will know that a lot of people 
on their team have similar mentalities. They're competitive. They always want the edge, you know. Oh, there's always something there that kind of separates us from other players. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason we're here, you know. So it's not, it's not like there's really a mad, like a, a one, like there's not really one thing I could pinpoint it to, but I mean, there's, there's a reason people play at, the, at a pro level. There's, they, they have something, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not just their technique because it's not, you know, all their techniques kind of vary, but they all have, you know, a mental thing too that I, I, I don't think maybe a lot of young kids realize is that there's a mental side of the game too so you have to you know move on quickly from mistakes and just kind of work hard really yeah i agree well that's about the time that i have for my meeting um good luck this summer with fc buffalo hope to come watch or be yeah Um, yeah that'd be sick thanks for doing this um and follow Amateur Footy Network. Yes, sir. All right, I'll see you, bro. All right, see you later, bro.